Let's have a look at yeah. this kick from Lachlan Riley. It's going to be right on the 50 mid line. It's a bit of a duck of a kick, but it goes through for a goal. Walters plays on, snaps it round the body. That's a goal. Brilliant goal by the veteran. So Lee Kitchen, not wanting to waste time, comes in quickly, steadies and kicks the goal. We've got an absolute thriller here at Leaderville Oval. Just one point the margin. And uh, he's uh, tackled quite heavily. And there's the siren and Swan Districts hold on for an absolute thriller in round 12 of the WAFL. They have held on by one point. 7-12-54 to Subiaco, 8-5-53. Well, that's been a while between drinks with Swan Districts beating Subiaco and one of the stars of the performance was, of course, a guest on our show. And he has been on our show uh, several times now. And, uh, well, it's good to be chatting after a win. Sam Fisher joins us after 20 disposals. That was a win and a much-needed one. Congratulations, mate. Cheers, Tim. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was super exciting. Obviously, you said just before about the 11 years between a win against Subiaco by the Swan District, so it was great to be a part of and, um, yeah, hopefully play well in it as well. You did, um, and it was a nail-biter. They kept on coming, and that's what Subiaco do, don't you? So I, even though you sort of have some mini breaks uh, in the second half where you felt like you were in control of the game, Subi kept on coming, in particular towards the end. Yeah, exactly right. We didn't do ourselves any favours in front of goal, obviously. Um, we were pretty inaccurate, 7-12. Um, but yeah, Subiaco, they've been an outfit for 10 years. They've been a great team and that's why they never give up. And um, yeah, they nearly got us on the weekend, but it was good to hold on. And yeah. it was a ro- result we needed desperately. You did. We had Adam Pickering, your coach, on a couple of weeks ago and he talked about how the tough run was coming. And, and in particular, Subiaco and Claremont. He talks about eight-point games. He's written it on the board. He's written it in his coach's box. Well, that was a win. And now you've got Claremont. But really, if you can come through this... This is season-defining right here, right now, in a very, very condensed competition. Oh, exactly right. The competition's so tight at the minute. I think there's only we're only two games behind first, so, yep. and that's obviously Claremont. So if we can get a result this weekend, it, it brings the competition even closer and then also gives us a buffer on the teams just outside the five. So it's another important game this weekend, and it just seems like every weekend at the minute the games are important and they're eight-point games, and we pretty much say that every weekend just because of how close the competition is. So we've just got to keep keep putting our best foot forward. You see what happens. Obviously, the result against West Perth definitely didn't go the way we wanted it to go. But um, And they're obviously in great form. But it just goes to show if you're, if you're a team that sort of um, competes hard for four quarters and brings that week in, week out, then you can sort of beat anyone on your day. So it's good to... Good to have that in the back of the mindset going into this weekend. 100%. Sam Fisher, our guest on Sporting Goss from the Swan Districts Football Club, who sit fifth on the ladder. And you talked about that little buffer. You've got a two-game buffer on East Tremantle, uh, Perth, Appeal, East Perth. And dare I mention it, that West Coast are coming right down the very bottom. They've gone back-to-back wins, and all of a sudden they've all of a sudden got a bit of a classy lineup. And uh, you just, you've got to keep on winning to keep them all at bay. And I know it's an absolute long shot, but if they get on a roll, they might not lose another game. So you don't want to trip up at any stage. Oh, exactly right. Um, and East Perth as well, just quietly. I yes. think they've won two in a row as well. Um, and it helps us as a, as a team if West Coast and East Perth continue to win. But, um, yeah, we don't want them to win too many. <laughs> and then it adds another team in the calculations of finals. But, yeah, they're obviously starting to get a few more AFL players back from injury, which um, which makes their waffle mm. team a lot stronger. And I think we got them in two weeks. So 
that'll be another tough game. Um, but yeah, no, they've, they've obviously been playing well the last two weeks, and we'll see how we go when we come up against them in two weeks as well. What was good about the weekend? What was what was good about the weekend? Was it the fact is that you showed resilience and you and you staved off a team like that? Was it uh, the preparation? Did you follow the match plan? What, what elements was the most pleasing when you walk away from it, Sam? Um, I think, obviously, to be a team like Subiaco, you've got to play four quarters of football. And I reckon that was probably up there with one of our best performances over four quarters. Obviously, we didn't blow them away by any stretch, but just our hunt around the ball and effort and intensity and pressure, I think we were able to put them um, under a pressure they may or may not have seen before this season. And we, we, we went in with the mindset to swap, stop their switch, obviously, and which they've been trying to do against teams. And I think we did that highly effectively. So... Just the ability to to play to pick his game plan for four quarters definitely put us in good stead. Um, but yeah, it was just so special to be a part of it. It meant so much, obviously, to the supporters and and blokes like Riggers and Noddy who have been at the club for for so long and haven't been able to beat them in eleven years, I think. So uh, yeah, it was just a special day and obviously a win that we um, that was extremely important for us this season. Yes, the actual actually the last round that might be the first time you won away. I reckon from Bassendine, the last time that um, uh, you won against Subi round twenty twenty fifteen was the last time Swans were victorious against Subiaco. Menangola was yeah. playing for Subi. Nathan Broad was playing for for Swan Districts at that time, um, and also their win on your win on Saturday breaks a twelve game losing streak against the Lions, as you mentioned. Seven straight against Leeds of Lovell, and of course uh, that was a significant win for the season. How's your own form, mate? Um, you picked up twenty on the weekend, five tackles as well. Yeah, um, I've sort of I've sort of had a few since the buy really. Um, haven't really been playing as well as I would have liked, but um, we've been getting wins, which is obviously the main goal. So if we continue to do that, and I I can help in any sort of way and play my role, then. Um, then, yeah, I'm happy to do that. But, um, yeah, in my own personal opinion, I'd like to sort of play a bit better. And, and um, yeah, obviously, but the main, the main goal is to keep winning. And if we do that, then um, absolutely no issues. Corey Galt was, is, uh, you know, has manfully held the ruck uh, department together with not, to be honest, a great lot of help from a ready-made backup. A lot of guys have had to pinch yeah. hit. But you produced a guy by the name of Matthew Germs on the weekend, a young man making, I'm pretty sure it was his debut. He's from Bunbury, 200 centimetres, came out. I think he might have picked up 21 hitouts. He had eight disposals, took a couple of marks. He laid a couple of tackles. Tell us a bit about Matthew Germs, and surely he's got a nickname. Surely he's got a nickname <laughs> in the club. Yeah, it, the, the nickname isn't too out of the ordinary. His nickname is Germa for <laughs> obviously known reasons. Um but yeah, no, he so he has a basketball background, um, extremely athletic, and he's sort of just I'm not too sure when he's picked up AFL, but um it could have been in the last few years. So he's obviously been developing in our reserves. Um well obviously last year when I was here. I'm not sure if he got there any earlier, but Sammy, um, Sammy, two weeks yeah. ago, three weeks ago, he played reserves against Peel. He had sixty six hit yep. outs. Sixty six <laughs> Well, I'm not sure why he hasn't got the call up the weekend after that, but <laughs> Um, that's amazing, but yeah, no, he's extremely athletic. He he's got a he's got a great um, vertical leap, and obviously he's over 200 centimeters. So if he can continue to do that for a week in week out and give Golty a chop out to go forward, he's obviously dangerous up there. So 
Um, no, nah, he, he played well and held his own on the weekend. So I got no doubt he'll be playing again this weekend yeah. against, so, against Claremont. Yeah. So from the sixty-six against Peel in the Resies in nine, then he had the bye, and then he came back with thirty-six and nineteen disposals in the Resies and took a couple of marks <laughs> and made his debut. So he's been banging down the door. He's been, fair to say he's been banging down the door, the big Germanator. Um. So well done, yeah. well done to him. So, but but on a serious note. That is important because Corey Galt can only do so much and has done so much in oh, exactly the big man right. department for a long time. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to see Galtie. Um, obviously, he's tall and strong and athletic as well himself, so he'd be a headache for defenders to mm. to man up down the line as well. And you can see with his contested marking and stuff, it could be an asset for us up forward. He's obviously not one predominant big man. So, yeah, it's a, it's a change that could, could help us massively in the back half of the season. And as you mentioned earlier, you play, of course, Claremont at Revo Fitness Stadium. Um, and, uh, well, they're going to be smarting. They're going to be uh, keen to certainly bounce back. And interesting that back in round one, uh, you it was a high-scoring game. Claremont 20-13-133 to 18-1-109. Uh, do you remember that game, round one? Yeah, I do. I do. It was an absolute shootout. <laughs> Sure, yeah, it was end to end, and I think we put every quarter was was a uh, was longer than thirty five minutes. So, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, it's not the duration of the game isn't as long as that because that was a war of attrition that day. Eighteen goals won. Yeah, it's it's completely different to the effort to the output we put on the weekend. But hopefully, we can straighten up again this weekend and give ourselves the best chance. All right, question without notice. a miraculous scoreline. Question without notice, who was the player who missed the target in round one? Who I kicked think, the only point? I think it was Jesse Palmer. 100%. Bye-bye. Jesse Palmer. Well done. Correct, <laughs> correct, correct way. Yeah. It certainly was I Jesse Palmer. I remember they were giving him a bit of grief after the game. <laughs> you picked up putting a la- the blemish on the yeah, scoreline. Yeah, 100%. You picked up a lazy 33. So nice work by you. Hey, mate, uh, well done. Well done on the win. It pains me to say it as a Subiaco man that you uh, beat Subiaco. But a good waffle competition is based around good teams with big followings, winning games. And you would have been absolutely thrilled. And I know it's one week at a time and you're not there yet. But the news coming through that the grand final will be played at Optus Stadium. It is our mecca stadium that deserves to be the big stage for our waffle competition. And you would be absolutely thrilled that the waffle grand final will be played here at Optus. Oh, definitely. It'd be, it would be a great experience, obviously, to play on, not only just play on Optus Stadium, but obviously in the grand final, I assume there'd be a massive crowd for that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, if we were lucky enough to get there and continue to play well, that would be a, be a great treat for the end of the season. Keep on winning, mate. That's the main thing. Nice work by you. Congratulations on the win. Uh, but don't leave it there. Come out and beat the Tigers uh, this weekend and just keep on winning. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, Gossie. Thanks. Thanks, a Good man. Sam Fisher, outstanding talent. I think he should be playing at the next level. But doesn't matter. He puts his head down, his bum up, and he works hard. And Swans are very lucky to have a player of his talent. He's a great talent, and he's always kind enough to take our call. This is the Sporting Goss. Well done, Swannies. Great work by you.